0: action pack awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of Human affairs or dma and check it out right
1: now yo yo it's time to talk that sports talk with cooper and big man Time to tackle this beat. Don't ever count us out, cause we always kicking out. We go raw for the people and put the smackdown on the street. New desperados in town, we going all elite. Mess around, got a triple double on them. Supper like OG, slam ducking on them. We got what you want, we got what you need. We bring them feet. You wanna talk this and that, but well, we want that Hall of Fame shot. You always see us swinging for the fences. So watch out ladies and gents, cause we hitting the last chapter here section. And you know we gonna keep you guessing. Tag teaming on these haters, sending up blessings. We gonna keep praying for you, cause you know that old saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. See, that's the thing that separates us. We're on that road to greatness, and there ain't no stopping us. We them go getters, and we gonna go get it. Shutting down like a no hitter with three balls and two strikes, two away. We're throwing that splitter you never seen it coming. Something like an arcade. Whoa, we gotta keep the crowd jumping. And if you ain't down with that, we got four words for you. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man.
0: welcome back to another sports talk with Cooper and big man this is big
1: man Cooper buddy how you doing tonight what's up brother how's it going man I'm doing good uh yeah just just having a good weekend man let's get into this wrestle talk brother absolutely if y'all wondering why my energy's
0: so up I just watched a great duck game so I'm excited we'll talk about that Tuesday but we got some wrestling talk tonight let's do it we're gonna jump all right into some Monday night raw little uh, Vince McMahon impersonation for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Terrible, I know, but still. Leading off the night was a triple threat match for a chance to get into uh the uh I believe this was for the Survivor Series?
1: Yes, yes, yes. it was Survivor Series qualifying match.
0: All right, all right. So we had Matt Riddle, now just going by Riddle or Riddell, however you want to pronounce his name. It's Riddle. Whatever. It can be whatever I say it is. <laughs> Anyways, versus Jeff Hardy and Elias in this triple threat
1: match. Bah, 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 and your winner ended up being Riddle. Man, I'm glad he's getting a push, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think he deserves a bigger push. I'm kind of scared that now that he's on the main roster, mm-hmm. he's just going to fall to the wayside, and I don't want to see that happen to him. Because you know what he reminds me of? Kind of like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. A little bit of Shawn Michaels. All shiny in him. I mean, I mean, he's got the hair, dude. He looks pretty good. <laughs> kind of pretty boy, so there you go. Oh,
0: yeah. It's still weird because he's still running off of his uh, FC persona. So he's still just got the wrestling, tight wrestling trunks, no shoes, no nothing. It's just shorts, man. He's like, bro. <laughs> and he's a bro. It's weird. <laughs> I love how
1: he comes out there with a. With the, the flip-flops on, just freaking... Oh, when he <laughs> kicks him off, it's funny shit.
0: Alright, man, so after Riddle uh, got that final spot. What I do think, though, I know you're talking about he needs a bigger push. I think this is a good start. Making the Survivor Series team is always a good start for your career... It shows that you belong. They think you're a top guy if you're on that team. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. you're one of the top guys on Raw if you're on that team. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. All right, man. So, Drew Locke came out confident after his
0: win last week against R-Truth, feeling stylish and wanting to join the Hurt Business. But, that bid to join uh, failed miserably. And also, uh, to put a little bit more embarrassment on his pain of not getting to join the Hurt Business... He gets pinned by R-Truth, who comes in and takes back his 24-7 title.
1: Oh, Lord. This <laughs> soap opera of a 24-7 title. <laughs> it hasn't turned out quite the way I expected it, dude. But uh, no. it is is—it is quite entertaining, you know. I mean, like the matches we've seen with R-Truth. You know, on a freaking plane and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's entertainment, but uh, I'm kind of getting bored with it. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're just sitting here continuously continuing on with the saga that is the R-Truth achievement. R-Truth achievement.
1: has held, more, held that title more times than anybody has ever held a title in WWE. Only because it keeps going back and forth and back <laughs> and forth. It's like, it's
0: easy to lose. I think one night didn't he set the record for most title changes in one night? Like wasn't it like seven or some ridiculous amount in one night?
1: It's crazy, dude. I'm like, what is this? Like it's it's funny, but it's like, dude. Like this is sometimes why wrestling fans get a bad rap. Yeah, because like, come on now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, next up we had Shayna Baszler taking on Lana. And as we have figured, Shayna Baszler defeats Lana, destroying Lana. Yeah, I don't. I understand that they're a little frustrated that she became the final member of their women's Raw team for the Survivor Series. But do you need to just beat the whole hell out of
1: her to prove a point?
0: Yeah. Well, well. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think so. And then uh, there's that. I don't really think she's she's wrestling material. Um, don't get me wrong. She is very entertaining. She's mm-hmm. good eye candy, but yeah. uh, you know I don't think she is wrestling material. I mean, she is just some people. They either have it or they don't, yeah. and I I just really don't think she's she's got it like that. I mean, yeah, I love her TikToks. Don't get me wrong. I love her TikToks. I love, I love, I loved it when she was the ravishing Russian. Right. Oh, man. She came out with that red lipstick on. you like, ooh, mm. holla, baby. How you doing? Yeah. So.
0: In all retrospect, if we find out that soon point that she ends up released from the WWE, we might find out this is just punishment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then we'll see her in AEW soon enough. Of course, because she's
0: got to follow her husband, mm-hmm. now known as Miro. Miro. <laughs> all right, man. So. Riddle wasn't actually done wrestling Monday night. He had a take on Braun Strowman and Sheamus with the help of Keith Lee in a tag match.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting. Mhm.
0: Riddle and Keith Lee would end up winning the match against Strowman and Sheamus, which to me is a kind of a shocker because Strowman and Sheamus is just two powerhouses that would just seem to be hard to beat. But
1: I mean. Anything possible, Lee, dude. Keith Lee's a bull. Yeah, he's he a is, bull, dude. And that man, the things he can do in that ring—he's agile, he's quick. He's—he's he's as quick as a damn cruiserweight, mm-hmm. and he's freaking a super heavyweight. So it's like to watch what that dude does in the ring. You're like, uh, wait. All right. I mean, what was it? Was it last year's Survivor Series when he when he stood toe to toe with Roman Reigns? hmm So I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it was nuts. All right, man, then you got Bobby Lashley taking on Titus O'Neil in a United States champion match. Uh, MVP was singing the praises of the Hurt Business, but Titus O'Neil had come out to voice his displeasure with Bobby Lashley's United States title reign. So as such, they got a uh, championship match, In he got a championship match out of that. Um, He did bring the fight to the champion, came out swinging after the opening bell, but the Almighty ended up flipping the script with a spear and locking O'Neill in a full Nelson, forcing a tap out.
1: Dude, that full Nelson's pretty mean, man. Yeah. Uh, I like Totus O'Neill, but no. Bobby Lashley, he's yeah. a beast. Yeah, of course. All that reminds me
0: of is uh, him going up against the Master Lock Challenge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. great. All right, man. Next... And what's great is it's it's his now. Yeah, it's his now. It's so... funny.
0: It's kind of funny how that came full circle. All right, man. We had Asuka versus Nia Jax in a non title match, and Asuka winning by disqualification. Well, that's not really <laughs> a surprise. Uh, usually, you can get a disqualification on Nia Jax if you frustrate her enough. Oh, and Asuka is one of those talents that can frustrate. Someone who has oh, a bigger yeah, size has, than her. She oh. has a
1: good way of getting in someone's head and mm-hmm. I think maybe that's that's pretty much what happened here, right? Yep.
0: It actually uh Oscar was holding um had the Oscar lock on Nia Jax and Baszler came to her uh partner's aid which forced the disqualification.
1: Oh, I gotcha, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: But still, that's one of those things where it does seem to happen that way though where um, Asuka's got such a talent that even those who you think she wouldn't be able to beat, she does beat, usually handily, or can force a, uh, a disqualification because of her talent. She's very you talented. You
1: never know with Asuka, dude. She's yeah. just... She's very unorthodox. Nobody's ready for Asuka. It's, it's the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Alright, man. Uh, we had a seven-way match for the 24-7 title and Hard Truth re- retained. His, his, uh,
1: well, (laughs) career achievement award. (laughs) Oh, man. And the saga continues, bro.
0: And by the way, he has now held that
1: title for a record 44 times. (laughs) See what I tell you, dude? Well, I tell you, brother. And by the way, if you don't know, we're getting our information from the Bleacher Report. So no, it's WWE.com. Is it WWE.com? Yes. Yeah, usually it's either Bleacher Report or WWE.com or <laughs> just major sources. So everybody knows that we know. we're know we not just total full of crap. I wish I was full of crap. You know, whatever. Though I do have brown eyes. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. <right>?
0: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Alright, next up we had the leader of the Retribution, Mustafa Ali taking on Ricochet. Mustafa Ali though would end up being the winner against Ricochet. I'm sorry. I know, I understand you gotta boost up the leader of Retribution. You gotta make him look good. He hasn't really done much in WWE other than winning over at the Crown Jewel and all that when they go back over to the Middle East, but why is all of a sudden Ricochet become a jobber after his one-off championship
1: shot against Brock Lesnar? I have no idea, man. Uh, Ricochet is a one-of-a-kind, you know, superstar. I mean, he is—he's awesome. I've watched him all the way from back when he was in, you know, Lucha Underground, and and the man is talented. And I think that uh, a lot of the problem with WWE sometimes is they get so much talent. That they they really just don't know what to do with it yeah you know what I mean there's too many people to make happy mm-hmm. you know and some of these guys they fall on the wayside and it's like shit yeah because it's not fair like I was excited to see him coming into the WWE you know like yeah All Right. like finally he's getting his you know he's getting his shot yeah and
0: uh, and it's pretty much led to nothing for him unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, even even as a mid-card champion would help his career. Right. But they're not even doing that for
1: him. Right. And I, I don't even know what they're doing with the mid-card championships lately anyways because they're not even treating them like they're very prestigious anymore. No, they're not. So, and it's,
0: it's getting ridiculous. All right, man. Next up, we had Drew McIntyre in The New Day taking on Randy Orton, The Miz, and John Morrison in a t- six-man tag match. Drew McIntyre and New Day would defeat Orton, Miz, and Morrison. This is just a whole lot of fun happening in one match for me. Yeah. I mean, you get you get a really good, talented, reinvented Drew McIntyre teaming up with the New Day, which is... You know the New Day is all about the fun and funk oh, and yeah, all that good yeah, stuff. Man. And then you get two of probably the greatest heels to walk WWE. Randy Orton and The Miz. I'll give him Miz credit that. He is probably the greatest, Dude. He, one of the greatest heels. And not
1: only that. Just because like,
0: he won't shut up. That's what I'm saying. He's just, his mouth is just... Yeah. And
1: Morrison is just... I don't know. They brought him back and they did this team. But you know what? I love Morrison. That's what I can't stand. Is they bring him back and they team him up instead of you know when he was in the ECW and all that when they had the ECW era on um, mm-hmm. going on, yeah. he was great, dude. I, I loved it and and the things that man could do in the ring. You're like,
0: what? yeah, when they when why they,
1: isn't he like an Intercontinental Champion or something? Yeah, you know? I know
0: because he she once they broke up M and M with a uh, him Nitro and Molina. He took off where Nitro, unfortunately, went by wayside.
1: And what's what's crazy is I've been watching him all the way back even when he was in WCW, dude, before WCW shut down. Yeah. So to see him going from being just like this this big nerdy kid to yeah. seeing what he does now, it's like, dude, this guy is amazing. And not only that, but he's talented as far as acting, mm-hmm. things like that. He was on uh, that that show Glow. Wrestling show for women, All right. on Netflix. Yep. It's a pretty good show. So, I mean, the guy is just—he's—he's he's talented, man. I don't Absolutely. get why he's—I mean, I get it. They're friends. I do get
0: it. But right. I mean, but Morrison deserved more than that coming back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And uh, it's kind of like seeing Drew McIntyre. It's like, it's like, yes, finally. Because you know what? You knew the kid had talent back in the day. Mm -hmm. But what ruined him back in the day was he was the chosen one. Yeah. And it's like. You crushed him under the pressure. Before you could even groom the kid, you just threw him out there and said, hey, this is the chosen one. It's like.
0: The chosen one by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah.
1: Who's going to live up to that? Uh huh. Even his own son can't live up to that. Come on, now. I know. I mean, look. So, I mean,
0: everybody's like, well, you know, we give Vince credit for Hulkamania and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. But he didn't come out at first and go, Hulkamania is my baby. Hulk Hogan is my man. This is it. This is the guy. No.
1: He can say what he wants about Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan before he came to the WWF. Yeah. Hulk Hogan made his way through, like, the NWA. All that, dude. So, I mean, you, you know... He, he has a way of taking someone's talent. Now, the one person that I can say that he really did groom and make out to be a phenomenal superstar, The Undertaker. Yeah. The Undertaker is like the only one that has never gone anywhere, never gone and, you know, jump ship to a different promotion. Yeah. And he's been, I mean, I can't believe this, dude. 30 years of. The Undertaker this year, dude. Survivor Series. You know how much that, like, how crazy that is.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting week
1: next week. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's certain certain guys that he he can take and do, but then (laughs) other guys just go.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. All
1: right, man. We are gonna move
0: on to AEW. Let's do this, man all right man so first off we have not yet oh. all right so first off we had Matt Seidel taking on the machine Brian Cage who was accompanied by Taz and absolute Ricky Starks
1: yeah man I mean it's good to see Matt Seidel back yeah I mean, I I like him. I'm I'm glad he's on a on TV again, you know, and sh- showcasing his talents. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, though, for Cadel, it would be Cage who ends up winning the match. Yeah, well, Brian Cage is a big guy, so <laughs> yeah, right. He's like a machine. So all right, man. I'm
0: gonna get to your next match. Also, by the way, this is all brought to you by AllEliteWrestling.com. dot com. Check them out so that way you can get all the information you need. Oh, what's going on on Dynamite?
1: Or just listen to us. And, you know, yeah, or we'll, you can we'll listen just, to us. We'll just give you the information anyways. So <laughs> there you go. Then you ain't got to read it. Yep. If you haven't heard already,
0: there was an announcement that John Moxley will be defending his title against Kenny Omega on December 2nd on Dynamite. Dude, that's going to be nice. That's going to be an interesting match. Kenny Omega is, I believe, yet to beat Moxley. Yeah. And yeah, AEW. So this is going to be... And, uh, Moxley's held the title for quite some time now. Yeah, so this is going to be an interesting match. So Kenny Omega's got a lot riding on this line—his uh, losing streak to Moxley and a chance for a title. Yeah. Because once you lose, uh, what I do like about AEW, once you lose, you pretty much go to the back of the line. Or if you're Cody Rhodes, you promise you'll never challenge for it again, and then never and then never get
1: back in line. <laughs> and then just make your own belt and just you know. Yeah, and win that a few times. <laughs> Yeah. I guess that's how that works.
0: Sure. I mean what well, when you're the pretty much the leader of the whole company, you can kind of do that. You can do what you want. Yeah. Alright, man. So we had a bunkhouse match featuring the butcher and the blade with the bunny versus the natural nightmares, the natural Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me get down here to the results. It would be, let's see here, Dustin grabbed a cowbell and nailed blade with it, and the QT fell. Uh, finished off blade with a diamond cutter, and the Natural Nightmare scored the victory.
1: Nice. So,
0: not too bad. Let's see, uh, we had MJF and Wardlow getting inducted into the inner circle. No one gives a crap. Alex Marvez interviewed new AEW Tag Champs Young Bucks backstage. Now, this one, actually, I wanted to point out real quick that I saw an article that the Young Bucks actually weren't ready to win the tag titles. They actually wanted to wait a whole other year before they actually became tag champions.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: so I think they wanted to get the tag team division more credibility by making it all about them, it sounded like to me.
1: I mean, the Young Bucks, they're a they're great talent. They're very... Yeah. entertaining but I also think they're very uh uh hot headed yeah I guess you would want to say right they uh I mean you see some of the stuff they do now they, they're they just they're mean yeah they're mean dude yeah I'm telling you they're, they're a great talent but yeah yeah they're alright they should have waited a little bit longer but you know you got to give the fans what they want, too. And the fans wanted to see the Young Bucks. And yeah. Like, seriously? I thought they were going to be the first AEW Tag Team Champions. Well, we thought they were going to
0: be first AEW champion, Tag Team Champions. We kind of thought Cody Rhodes was going to be the first AEW Champion. Yeah. None of that worked out the way I we mean, thought.
1: I mean, the way it was all set up, like, they were coming in like the new NWO type thing. You know? Yeah. The Elite, you know, so I was like, okay, they're going to come in and take over. This is going to be cool. Yeah. and of course, um, I mean, we both give him credit for the AEW Championship going to Jericho first. Yes, yes, very much so. And I know a lot of people were irritated with that factor. And like, oh, but he's still old. And he's... But he's prestige. You want that title to add prestige? Mm-hmm. Someone that, you know, Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho, dude. Yeah. And you can't knock what the man has done in his years in this company. All
0: right. Alright, man, so we have next up Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard versus Scorpio Sky. Uh, let's see. <coughs> Spears would end up blasting Sky with a loaded glove, pinning him for easy three count.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Scorpio Sky is a very good talent. But we also know that, uh, you know, Spears is the perfect 10. Mm-hmm. We don't want to say that, but he is. So. Alright.
0: All right, then we had a match of Tay Conti with Queen Slayer Anna Jay of the Dark Order versus Red Velvet with Brandy Rhodes of the Nightmare Family. Let's see here. so there's like chair into the ring for Tay to use, but Tay didn't want the chair. Tay used the knee instead, and so Tay Conti ended up beating Red Velvet, even though Anna J wanted her to use a chair for. Usage, but didn't uh, Tay did not. Ended up using her knee instead to pin and then pinning the red velvet to win. So, Tay did not want to cheat and took the proper way out and won. So, there you go.
1: There
0: you go. All right, broski. And here we go. We have the main event the lucha bros face off in a rematch. Penta L0 midi medio versus Ray Phoenix. Then the night. How about that?
1: This is crazy, man. Oh, oh,
0: oh. Let's see here. Uh, there was a third package pile driver in the ring.
1: Penta ends up pinning Ray Phoenix for the victory. Brothers duking it out, man. That's mm-hmm. that's quite the uh, main event there, because you know when brothers fight each other, it's it's all at war, man. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um to end the night, however, Kingston was in the uh, ring congratulating Penta El Zero uh, Medio for his victory, pushing Ray Phoenix out of the ring with the heel of his boot, saying you don't need that dead of a weight or dead weight of a brother to have Pac return and come out on the rap, uh, rap ramp uh, announcing bad news the bastard is back.
1: Dude. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then uh there's some news, right? That's yep. that's gonna be cool. That's gonna be interesting to see. Pack would then charge at Kingston, but AEW officials had to keep the two men separated. Yeah, we haven't seen Pack in a while. Yep. So. so we might be and seeing. And for those Pac- of you that don't know who Pack is, it's it's Neville from mm-hmm. All Alright, man. Are you ready
0: for some f- Friday Night SmackDown. Yes, sir. Let's do this. Da da da, da da da, ba ba bum ba. Ah. Everybody loves my little musical raid. Not. <laughs> Anyways, my bad. All right. So, to start off SmackDown, Drew McIntyre comes over to SmackDown to confront Roman Reigns, uh, the Universal Champion how about that right off the bat
1: like yeah I mean but you're not the champion anymore so what are you doing
0: I don't know but it ended up uh, causing a little bit of a melee and forcing a match an unsanctioned match between Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre
1: oh imagine that Roman Reigns didn't want to face him he made Jay do it
0: oh well imagine that that's what's going to happen when you're the leader of the tribe right and also, you're a bad guy now. You're a bad, bad mama He's a bad man. All right, so we had Sami Zayn versus Apollo Cruz in an Intercontinental Championship match. However, Sami Zayn would defeat Apollo Cruz by count-out in said match.
1: Ah, that's just pure stupidity. That, <laughs> that's Sami Zayn for you. Yep. Always oh, looking for a way out.
0: Absolutely, man. It's just ridiculous. Uh I'm just so t- sick and tired of Sami Zayn and his oafishness that they bestow upon him.
1: It's just I think he could be so much better. I re- remember when he was an NXT man, how much hype the man had, how good he was? Yeah. And the rivalry between him and Kevin Owens. Yeah, it was great. I mean, disgustingly great. Yes. I mean, why didn't they wait to do that when they moved them up? I don't I mean, know. That would have been way better on a bigger scale than it was in NXT. Right. All right, man. Uh, we had Carmella once again attacking
0: SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha, Sasha, Sasha Banks. Looks like uh, Carmella is ready to force her way into
1: a championship match. Of course. She's been gone for a while. She's going to come back and immediately think that Mella is money and Mella needs her championship (laughs) back. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Who cares?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Alright. We had Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh yeah. I thought we were done with this and Sherrod between these two. I don't know. I still
1: like Otis. I I meant the match, the rivalry. Oh, though. yeah. I thought the, the rivalry ri- was over. The rivalry between you. Yeah, maybe it was just a match thrown in there because they didn't know what to do with the situation. I don't know. All right. So,
0: anyways. Ziggler and Rue were caught making fun of Otis backstage and Otis took his frustrations out on the show off in the one-on-one match. He did get... a. Uh, An interference, uh, Ziggler did get interference help from Rudes, but managed to kick out of the zigzag and he overcame with the caterpillar splash combination.
1: Yeah, baby, turkey, turkey. Well, at least it's turkey season. He can just say turkey, all right, turkey.
0: And finally, we have well, not it's not the final, final match, but I'm just saying, finally, for this rivalry, we had a no holds barred match. Featuring Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. They agreed that the no holds bar match would serve as the final chapter in their tense, personal, and often barbaric rivalry.
1: Do we really think it's the last match? I mean, it was on SmackDown. There's got to be a pay per view.
0: I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, there's this whole saga with him and Murph, Lawrence and Murphy, which also. H- yeah, that's
1: just... So this thing is weird, dude. It's like... It's, I didn't write it. <laughs> let's I wouldn't throw some it. soap opera into it, guys. Yeah. Because wrestling fans don't get picked on enough. Exactly. We're going to throw some more stuff in here. The two superstars
0: will tear each other apart, incorporating everything as an implement of destruction, including the ring apron, a table, a steel chair, the announce table, and steel ring. When it... Looked like Murphy was about to help Rollins. He suddenly drilled him with a knee to the head, paving a way for Mysterio to hit the six one nine and pay homage to the late Eddie Guerrero with a frog splash off the top rope. And he finally got the acceptance. He Murphy finally got the acceptance he was looking for in the eyes of Ray Mysterio and the Mysterio family.
1: Right on. That's that's good. Maybe maybe it's over. Maybe they'll move on from this storyline, and we'll finally get to see. Less drama, maybe. Uh, or maybe we've just begun, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right? pretty much, dude. Um, yeah, they're they're celebrating Eddie Guerrero this week because this week marks so many years that he passed away. Yeah, and um, yeah,
0: I so saw the wonderful tribute by uh, Randy Orton on Instagram. He found his. Uh, EG black armband that they had that night he passed away on the Monday, the first Monday Night Raw. I believe it was Monday Night Raw because he passed away over the weekend after SmackDown at yeah. So I think it was the following Monday Night Raw they were wearing um, black EG for Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Shoot, I being a
1: kid. Do you know that, that uh, his last match mm-hmm. I actually have it recorded on VHS? It's at dad's house somewhere. I don't know where it's at. It's there somewhere. I have Eddie Guerrero's last match recorded on VHS. Well, you better
0: get over there and get into his room and look through all those videos before he records over it. (laughs) Right. And then we have Liv Morgan, Natalia, Tamina, and Chelsea Green in a fatal four way match for Survivor Series spot for the women's SmackDown team. <clears throat> Chelsea Green became a surprise entrant in the match that featured Liv Morgan, Tamina, and Natalia turning the scheduled triple threat match into the Fatal 4-Way to see who would qualify for the um, uh, team. There we go. I don't know why I'm just like all of a sudden just can't talk out of nowhere. <laughs> in the yeah, final was... moments of a free-for-all Morgan seized the opportunity and picked up the win to punch her ticket to WWE's Fall Classic.
1: I'm actually glad she got the win, dude. Uh, I like Liv Morgan. I think that uh, she has... Was she your favorite Undertaker? She has a star quality to her, dude. She's just... She's... She's hot, for one. Yeah. She's... I was, surp- I was surprised by the
0: quickly squashed... It's love not, triangle between her, Lana, and Rusev. Though. Yeah, it's
1: not like Lana, would, it's not like him. Lana though. I mean, Liv Morgan actually is a wrestler. She Talent, also came yeah. up from NXT and was actually pretty good there. I mean, so I, I'm glad they're finally doing something with her because for a while there, we thought that she was going to be put with Bray Wyatt. Instead, they put Alexa Bliss with Bray Wyatt. Yeah.
0: That was interesting. Anyways, so
1: finally, to end the
0: night, we had Drew McIntyre versus Jay Uso in the unsanctioned match. Drew McIntyre would beat, said Uso, Jay, in this match. Uh, what happened was, after overstepping against the indomitable Drew McIntyre in the embarrassment of his cousin Roman Reigns earlier in the evening, Uso faced off against the Scotsman. And a special cross band unsanctioned match. Probably they're doing going to probably do this and probably going to do one on Monday night just because it's getting ready to be Survivor Series and we're doing this Team Raw versus Team SmackDown crap. So that's probably the first one. We're probably going to see one again Monday. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: I wouldn't be. We'll probably see Roman come back over.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It doesn't mean he'll have a match. Just means he'll probably make Jay do something
1: again. Yeah, Jay Jay's become his, lackey, his dog.
0: In the final moments of the hard-fought matchup, the big dog emerged and ordered Jay to make his opponent understand. In response, Jay raised his aggression and unleashed a barrage of rights and lefts on his prey. Nonetheless, he turned around for a brief moment and left himself open for the claymore, which gave McIntyre the victory. After a post-match face-off with the reigns, McIntyre is clearly determined to defeat Randy Orton for the WWE Championship on Raw.
1: Yeah man, uh I gotta say though, Jay man, Jay's letting out this like <clears throat> inner beast quality to him. Yeah. And uh I think it's it's nice to see him doing singles competition too because honestly I think the Annoy family, they just they have that talent, dude. They can do tag team, they can do single, they could do whatever they want. And it don't matter dude they, they just it's like they're you know I mean they're great
0: absolutely man they're, they are it's a long long talented
1: lineage of yeah, Samoan I mean, wrestlers it's, it, it's in their blood it's mm-hmm. like when they get in that ring it's like it's like it's all it flows like poetry dude it's, mm-hmm. it's great I mean in that match between him and Roman Helm the cell it was just like it was just yeah. you haven't seen a good storyline in a while and this definitely is one I hope they keep it going I hope they don't screw it
0: up yeah there, there's a lot of possibilities that make that will keep the storyline great but there's always that chance that WWE takes that weird Twist. left turn yeah. and just screws the whole thing up by turning it right into the wall Yeah, and gonna... you're just like
1: what? 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 Just like, you know, I know you, you don't like much Bray Wyatt anyways. But, I mean, the thing with the Fiend, they can make him totally be the next Undertaker. But see, what they've done with him is they've made him too vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the, the Fiend is is a little less vulnerable, but they play all these stupid games like with the Firefly House and all that crap and I'm like why you know just make him a badass you didn't have Kane until Kane was like in his later years you didn't have him doing any comic relief crap and you know it's just it's just it's kind of I don't know they they got him looking like a a pedophile like a, a, a messed up Mister Rogers type thing, and it's like, dude, he's like, like know, a weird messed up Mister Rogers Pee Wee Herman. Like it, it's it's. <clears throat> I know he's supposed to be creepy, but it's creepy on a different level. It's just like it's supposed to be a psychological. And not only that, but like, I don't know if WWE just thinks well, nobody's watching anymore, because I was watching it the other day, and. They were letting like cuss words fly out their mouth, hmm. like "f this" or "sh." Yeah, and I'm like, they could do it. They got my my kid watching tonight, right? You know, I mean, because you know they come over on the weekends. They catch daddy watching wrestling, and sometimes they get interested and they sit down and watch it with me. Right? If that was on and and my kids were sitting in front of me, I'd be like, oh crap, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, yeah. it's just
0: it's just getting interesting Um, I mean I understand where you're coming from but at the same time the the attitude era was probably the best era
1: I, I totally agree with that don't get me wrong I'm just saying like
0: and you were of that age
1: I'm, I'm just saying in that, that time frame Mr. 96 would have been 10
0: like your daughter is now <laughs> uh,
1: yeah and you
0: were watching the attitude era and start and it was about 96 and stuff when the
1: well, Monday no, Night no, Wars was, I was going. I was more of a WCW guy. And my parents let me watch WCW because WCW wasn't so attitude era, okay? Mm-hmm. It was more wholesome still. They let me watch WCW and I'm so telling
0: Monday well, Night Wars really started kicking yeah. off about
1: 97. Ninety eight ish is when I really started watching WWF WWE, mm-hmm. and a part of that was just because you know they they sold out they had to go somewhere I had to keep watching and it's not like saying I didn't watch WWF I watched WWF back in the day when it was like Hulk, Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart and, right but like the the attitude there was Stone Cold Steve Austin Bret Hart. I love watching the Rock. Know, love watching all that, but you know, I didn't. I didn't necessarily watch it when it happened because I was too busy with WCW. Yeah. So, but it is what it is,
0: and hopefully, maybe we. I don't. I don't say we have to go whole, whole old school. when need to almost make this TV rated R. I'm just saying a little bit more towards the.
1: PG 13. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, back to 13 rather than keeping it PG. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know me, dude. I yeah. don't care. I, If anything, I want to see it more raw. Because mm-hmm. that's what I fell in love with. You know what I mean? And, like, <clears throat> the one thing I liked about ECW that was different was that they were just yeah, edgier than. Everyone else,
0: right? So. What I what I also don't care for is the fact that you won't see the quote unquote blood matches except at a pay per view. Yeah,
1: it's like you got to get them. And even then, we don't in, really, we don't even really see him anymore. Like what was it? Uh, Drew McIntyre when he fell off the when he fell off the the uh, Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. and he hit that table. He rolled over and he spit blood, but he spit only, like, a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is hell in a cell. That's it? Yeah. And then, like, you're, like, thinking, they're like, oh, my gosh, he's, he's internally bleeding. Then you see him the very next night on Raw, and you're like, they're not wrong. with then be torn the hell out of freaking, out of uh, the Miz Morrison, just tore him up?
0: Yeah. I got a little meme for you real quick before we head out, because it is... Technically WWE related. Let's do it. Okay. So, after a, a big blowout Sunday night against the Saints, we have pictured in this meme Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Tom Bra- they have Tom Brady thinking, I can't believe I left Bill Belichick for this shit. And it shows Gronk thinking, I can't believe I left Vince McMahon
1: for this shit. <laughs> I saw that earlier today, dude, and that was so funny, man. I yes. love it so hard. Oh, and another side note that we, we didn't get into with Oh, well, a- we forgot w- to, yes. I'm sorry. AEW a- w- is they're coming out with a new video game, and that was yes.
0: actually produced by Yucks. By Yucks, who used to produce the uh, WWE games way back when. Um, also, they got the other company. I can't remember the name of the other company right off the top of my head, but they were involved with the Nintendo 64
1: WWE games and WCW games. So yeah, this is a legit wrestling game. I'm excited for this because we didn't really get one this year. So, no. um, 2K took a break um, to because after 2020
0: came out, it kind of was WWE 2K20. They had a bad the reputation after with that.
1: 2K is is <clears throat> they're so quick to push out a game now. Yeah. That they don't change much about the game when they push it out. I've noticed this with even NBA Two K. Yeah, they don't change very much at all. They like like it makes you want to keep playing and keep yeah. going with so. it. Yeah.
0: Plus, they're gonna still focus on all their efforts on their game, which is NBA. Yeah. So, and I think that's part of their problem. Um, where you've noticed pretty much anything for EA has now gone strictly just to Madden. They don't really do anything else. NBA is trying to... uh, 2K is trying to run that. They're trying to run... uh, NBA, they're trying to run a WWE game. They're trying to get back into NFL. They're trying to spread themselves out too thin. I mean, even Madden gets crap for not doing a whole lot of changing to theirs, and that's basically their only focus.
1: Yeah, And, and really, I mean, I think that nowadays people are more concerned with the... Story mode of it. I mean, which yeah, the story mode is great. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you're not changing anything else on the game, yeah. it's kind of like, what do we have to look forward to? Another story. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I this is gonna be mean. It's gonna
0: sound like I'm coming off as racist. But I do have a problem with the 2K storyline. Why do you have to be black?
1: This is very true.
0: That's I understand that it's supposed to be more towards them. I get that, but you can do a multiple storyline where you have a chance to be white. We're seeing talented. We're seeing Europeans come. We saw Tyler Hero, white guy, playing great for Miami in the finals. Uh, Duncan Robinson, another white guy, playing great for Miami in the finals. We had Alex Caruso. He got a start in the NBA Finals. An undrafted white guy at point guard came in, played great, not, well, super great, but well enough that he's got the trust of LeBron
1: James. If you get LeBron James trust, you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, I understand. and I think more or less, bro, it's it's just a core, cultural thing. And I don't think really anybody really thinks about it yeah. in the context of, oh, we're, we're going to end up offending you know white people or offending another race and i don't think it's even like that it's just like yes it would be a little bit easier to be like hey yeah the storyline can you know revolve around everyone and that's just and that that is true i mean even the the NBA Two K came out with the uh, Black Lives Matter T shirts on their, yep, on their uh, you know video game right, know, and, like. and put the D- Black Lives Matter on the courts and stuff. Yeah, it's just like,
0: and I mean, at least with like the with I, Madden and their in their uh, face of the franchise, you have now quarterback, you have running back, you have wide receiver, and I believe you have a defensive position. So you can and you got different voices you can choose from. One that does sound obviously black not trying to be racial again but one sounds obviously black one sounds obviously white and the other one's kind of in between
1: yeah but you know what they need to stop doing is hmm. making the white dudes sound nerdy <laughs> like every time dude like yeah. we get white guy voices but they always sound nerdy yeah like I know we're nerds okay I get it yeah obviously but, we are but <laughs> you know do you have to point it out right I mean, but that's what I'm saying.
0: If you're going to do it, if you're not going to make a separate alternate storyline to be a white guy, at
1: least change, allow us to change the voice to match. Oh, Lord. We're, g- we're going to get some heat for this podcast. I'm
0: just saying, you got to match the voice with the characters.
1: It is true. I mean. Madden I, does
0: it. I,
1: just like, I mean, I don't understand it. Like. Anyways, we gotta end this thing because we went on
0: a rant. Now we're almost we're on a tangent. Twenty minutes in, over where we need to be. All right, man. So it was a good night, good week of wrestling. Another great week coming up, and we got the pay per view next Sunday. Not tomorrow, next Sunday. Yes, pay
1: per view. The thirtieth
0: anniversary, and the probably likely the final time we'll see the Undertaker until he's inducted into the Hall of Fame in April, because you know what's happening in April. Oh, yeah. you, you ain't not gonna have him at Wrestlemania in I April. I think that's
1: what I'm still or just... Or March. I'm sad. I wish we could have seen him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's gonna be a good week to come so let's, you
0: know, yeah, and let still got, these people go. Yeah, we still got some more great football. T- uh, we had some great football tonight. We got some great football for you tomorrow. We'll be ready to see you on Tuesday, but we'll come back tomorrow night as we will have basketball and baseball talk as we discuss the AL Central and the uh, Southeast Division for the NBA and what their teams need to do to be contenders in the short term.
1: Sounds good, man. All right. So, as always, keep keep on talking talking sports. sports.